Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Today in Town Packers podcast. My name is Griffin. You can follow me on Instagram at AllDayPackers, and I'm joined by my good friend, Braun, who you can follow on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers. And we're coming back to you with another podcast, this time after week one of the 2023 season, which was chaotic, to say the least. Braun, how are you? Yeah, Griff, good to talk to you once again. What an eventful, eventful weekend, obviously, for us as Packer fans getting to see a great win, just elated with that outcome to see Jordan play as well as he did and put up the numbers he did and to win nine straight against the Bears is super special for us and and then on the other side, Monday night to see our guy, our favorite quarterback in the history of this organization, the best player in football to ever exist, we both believe, Griff, Aaron Rodgers go down with a season ending Achilles tear on the fourth snap of his uh, of his season was super just difficult to see and tough for us as fans of him so not happy with that at all and just really disappointed that that happened and it really does change the trajectory of everything for the Jets and for the Packers and for Aaron obviously so a lot to talk about and we'll get into the details of what it means and all that but of course we have to start with how great of a game it was for Green Bay to put a beat down on the Bears of course it was expected and of course we know what they can do um, in terms of just watching what we've done to that sorry franchise over the course of the last several years. <laughs> and it happened again. So surprised, no, but excited, I am. No, but we were told that it was going to be different, you see, for what the probably the 10th or 11th year in a row they thought things would be different. But they're not. The Bears, are they, they still suck, quite frankly. And I think it's important that we played them week one in this new era of Packers football, new quarterback for the first time in forever. Anders Carlson kicked a 52-yard field goal, which was the first field goal attempted by a kicker other than Mason Crosby since 2006 in Green Bay. It's a new era. But one thing remains true, the Packers own the Bears. And no matter how good of a team Green Bay is this year, I think we made it quite clear that Chicago is much, much worse. So that felt good to get right out of the way week one. Yeah, it did. I mean, that's that's the big one for us. Is and I think when you're trying to start something special, when you're trying to bring along a new era, a new generation of Packers, guys that haven't done it before, the best way to continue on the tradition of success, I think, is to do things that we've been doing over the course of the last several decades. And to put a beat down on this Bears team, it just means a lot to I think what we're not only what we've done in the past. But now what we're going to do with this group of guys and, and Jordan Love at the forefront of it, I think it's a special way to start. And I think it's the start of something special in that same vein. I guess just to speak generally about the game, obviously it was not very close. It never really felt like a top uh, tight competition. It always felt like the Packers were going to pull away at some point, which they did. But I think that we're going to have a lot of games like that this season where I think that the the foundations of this team are so good that even if we don't have the talent level of an elite football team, I think we have good enough foundations to dominate weak opponents. And we have a lot of weak opponents on the schedule this year. So we could be seeing nine or ten wins before Thanksgiving. (laughs) Am I crazy? Whoa. That's like, is that even possible? Our schedule is ridiculous, man. We're playing a lot of teams like Chicago. Are there there nine or ten weeks before Thanksgiving? Well, Thanksgiving is usually week 11, so... Maybe okay. we'd be maybe we'd be ten and one. Well, look, I wasn't trying to do math at this hour, but 
Yeah, here we are, counting to eleven. Anyway, <laughs> I I do think uh, I do think that we are a good football team. I just love the way our defense played. I think the special teams is so well rounded. I don't know. I just think the the way that we kicked. You the were ball higher we, coming out of this game than I was. I have to say. You felt really good about this game, huh? Because I feel great about it. Yes, I I do. And I'm excited to talk about the fact that we just put up 38 points with a brand new quarterback and half of our roster being under the age of 16. So yes, (laughs) I feel quite good about it. Let's start with the quarterback position. Jordan Love, game number one in his first season as the starter. And he played good, efficient football. High EPA per play, high yards per attempt, no turnovers through to the open guy most of the time. It looked good. I liked what I saw from Jordan. I loved his decision-making. I thought he just looked as if he knew exactly where to go with the football, and, and he stepped in and out of the pocket really well. I just thought he looked the part. I'm. This is what I wanted. I wanted to come into these first few weeks and even this full season and just say, Okay, we just watched him play football, and I love the way he looks. I love the way the ball is coming out of his hands. I love the way he has a command of the offense. I just think he looks the part. He has what it takes. It, it really is just like the aura of what it means to be a Packers quarterback. He has the charisma, the swagger, and he can put it on the field and make it happen. I've, I, we're seeing it. He's scoring touchdowns. He's not turning the ball over. He's making good decisions. And it looks good, too. It looks pretty. Every ball he throws looks like it was made to be caught. I I just love the way he played. And this is because, not because he just lit it up, but because it's week one of his first start of his first year as the Green Bay Packers starting quarterback, right? And it looked great to me. It wasn't perfect, but it's everything you could ask for out of this guy. And it's expected, too, but it's everything you could ask for. And you put up 38 points, seven of them coming from the defense, but you put up that number against the rival. The context of the situation, the importance of the game for the future, the present, and the past, I tie all that together, and it just symbolizes what we are as an organization, which is just traditionally one of the greatest sports organizations ever, if not the greatest. And that this gives us hope for the future to continue moving forward. Just very exciting stuff. The most inspiring thing about Jordan's performance for me was the lack of turnovers. Obviously, no interceptions. No interceptions in the preseason either. He had one turnover-worthy play per PFF, but that's it. And even that one was borderline. And I think that that's important because that's a much different player than he was in college. In college, he was a turnover machine. He was making a lot of big-time throws that showed off his arm talent, but that came at the cost of throwing quite a few picks, just like... Jameis Winston, Brett Favre, that type of aggressive throw-it-down-the-field quarterback. That was what Jordan Love was in college, but it looks like sitting behind the most turnover-averse quarterback of all time for three years helped him out quite a bit because no no interceptions, none of them even felt like they could have been picked off except for one throw maybe, but it was really clean football. I mentioned on the last show that I think his ceiling is probably like the Kirk Cousins tier of quarterback. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think that's an insult either. And avoiding turnovers is a big part of that. And I think that this team can win a lot of games with Jordan playing at that level. You're not getting the big-time throws that you get out of Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert. But he he is enough to win with, and that's good. Yeah, clearly. I mean, to just all he needs to do, is, especially as a first-year starter, is just put the ball in the right spot 
make the right decisions, try not to take bad sacks. He took one not great sack in a bad situation, but it didn't come back to bite us at the end of that first half. But I, I just love his process. I love the way he came out and didn't get, you know, the moment wasn't too big for him, and that's like a cliche, but it, it, the context of the situation, so much People have been saying that be, about Jordan for his entire career now. <laughs> I know. I mean, the context of this situation, there's so much pressure on him to be like Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and Bart Starr, like that quality level quarterback, because of the put, the, he was put in a situation of he's going to sit behind a Hall of Famer for three years. Now he's expected to not only learn something from Aaron, but take things from it and then go and look like a, a great quarterback after that. So there's pressure there, and, and he's so far obviously one game in he's done things in the preseason we've seen flashes in previous years but I I was very pleased and obviously look we were not totally on board with trading Aaron Rodgers at all I I still am not happy it happened but I am happy with the outcome as a result and Jordan looks like he's ready to start taking us in a good direction so I couldn't be happier with how he played and and are you fully bought in on Jordan Love now I'm bought in on the process. I mean, what else, can- Griff? We can only do what we have. All we can do is. is I know, I, I know, and I'm optimistic, and I'm gonna be rooting for him. But I think generally you're much higher on him than I am. Well, I, I'm still waiting for him to give me a reason. You know, I'm trying to find the the reason to say maybe let's hold our horses. And I'm not saying he's gonna be Aaron Rodgers or anything. I don't think that's even the case. And at my happiest, I'm not saying that, but I am saying I think this is the possibility of maybe the the defense contributing in a major way, and him being just the character of a, of a quarterback in Green Bay, the swagger, the charisma, and then just the operational from the operational standpoint, I think he's done a phenomenal job. So I'm not saying things are perfect, right? But like, I am saying I'm super pleased with the progression so far. This is exactly what we could have asked for. Again, I'm not going to sugarcoat things, and I'm not going to also try to overhype it. I'm just going to give you what I think. Obviously, I'm a, the biggest Aaron Rodgers believer that there ever was. So was I happy that that happened? No. But to have Jordan here, we have to accept that, right? And it's a lot easier to accept when he's playing good football and we're winning games, right? So I, I think that's where I'm at. If we start losing football games and he starts maybe not playing as well, then those conversations might start to creep back in. But I love what we just saw. I do. It was inspiring. I agree with that. But he did have quite a few misfires. His completion percentage was in the 50s. It was below 50 for a good portion of that game. Now, the question is, are those misfires going to disappear from his game with more reps? I don't know. It'd be different if he was a rookie. If he's a rookie, like an actual raw rookie... I would think, yeah, he's probably going to figure out the the fundamentals of playing quarterback and throw the ball better. But he's been in the league for three years now. This might just be the quarterback that he is, which, again, is not the worst thing in the world, better than a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. But the the misfires against a better team, that could be a problem, and it's going to be interesting to see if those go away or not. Well, I, I think, again, Griff, also, you have to take into account the fact that he's throwing to rookies and he's throwing to undrafted Malik Heath and late round pick Dontavion Wicks and that's and Christian Watson was out rookie Luke Musgrave we've got a guy named Ben Sims who I've never heard of as of two weeks ago I mean like and he was playing significant snaps I, I you know AJ had Dillon's a couple good blocks in the in the run game Ben Sims 
Yeah, he did have what we. He's born eighty nine now. He took Mercedes as a number. Yeah, that the body wasn't even cold yet. But I mean, yeah. Well, the greatest thing you can do is go from a guy of the character of Mercedes Lewis to a guy named Ben Sims, at eighty nine. So that was. I'm glad we did that to kind of smooth things. We were watching the uh, we were watching the tape earlier, and I think Quay Walker got moved by a tight end in the eighties, eighty four. We didn't know who that was. We were like, who just moved Quay Walker like that? We look it up, it's Mercedes Lewis. Totally forgot he was on the Bears. But last week we were talking about more members of the 2018 Packers roster being on the Bears than the than the Packers. That's one of them. Forgot that one. Anyways, what were we talking about? Ben Sims? Jordan Love, that's right. Well, we could probably shed on Ben Sims' light a little more. Would you agree? <laughs> Let's just make it the Ben, Sh- ben Sims show. Let's just... No, we, we've had enough tight ends on this show. Oh my goodness, yeah. What were we talking about? <laughs> ben Sims. <laughs> Jordan Love, is he going to clean it? Oh, he's throwing to rookies, you were saying. You said he was throwing yeah. to rookies. It's just not enough to go off of Griff. I mean, we have... Look, all we have is the one game, and what we have was positive. So it's hard to just sit here and nitpick things. I mean, again, Griff, like the guys he was throwing to, pretty terrible compared to the rest of the league. <laughs> not like we don't love our guys, but just contextually, again, like... Rookie Jaden Reed, Romeo Dobbs, fourth-round pick, were his top two guys. And then Luke Musgrave, rookie tight end. Like, these guys are not uh, – they have not been conditioned to succeed on offense in the National Football League. And yet, as a collective group, they very much did. So, of course, Aaron Jones had a lot to do with that, I think, and the way he just changes the game as, as a true top running back in football, a true top offensive player in the NFL. He put up offensive player of the year numbers in week one and then left – in the second half, I mean, he could have kept going. So I'm excited for his year. Yeah, he pulled a hammy on a first. touchdown run. God, he is amazing. He scored a explosive touchdown on fourth down, running a, a Texas route, an angle route out of the backfield, one-on-one with a linebacker. I don't know why we don't run that every game. Anytime you see man coverage, just spread it out. Throw that to Jonesy. Yeah, it's probably Easy easier said than done. Yeah, But Jones, he is a difference maker. He is one of the running backs that I'm willing to pay. If I'm an NFL general manager, I think he's a difference maker. I think he makes your offense better. I think he makes your run game better independent of the blocking in front of him, which is not true for the vast majority of running backs in the NFL. I think Jones is one of those special guys. The difference between what the running game looks like between when we're giving it to Aaron Jones and we're giving it to A.J. Dillon is astronomical. Aaron Jones just makes it. Uh, it's a completely different looking offense. It felt like he was the guy that Jordan trusted the most. And Romeo, I suppose. Speaking of Romeo, yeah. Griff, to have those two touchdowns, two really nice plays, he has some of the best hands on the team for sure, if not the best. What a start for Romeo. Uh, what a start for Jordan Love. What a start for Aaron Jones. The offensive line, David Bakhtiari, Zach Tom, that whole crew. Just a great effort against a team. It's a rivalry. They wanted to come in and beat us. They said it throughout the entire week, throughout the entire offseason. Isn't that so funny? The Bears hate the Packers. They hate us, and we don't even think about them, really. These guys wanted it, and we still took it to them like like nothing's changed in Green Bay, even though we've had seismic changes. And I've said it over and over again. It's still the same over there. The Bears are awful. What are Bears fans blaming now? If it's not Justin Fields. Now they're blaming Luke Getze, did you hear? Yeah, it's Luke Getze's fault now. They probably think he's a spy or something. <laughs> That's probably what they're saying. It's sabotage. 
from Rodgers because Getzey's close with Rodgers. Back to uh, back to our team here in Green Bay. This offense, it's good, but also the Bears' defense is pathetic. You're pathetic, Griff. Romeo Dobbs, I think, is going to do great things this year. Christian Watson, I can't wait for him to return and see what this offense can look like with Christian in the lineup. And Jaden Reed, not a, you know, not an earth-shattering debut game for Jaden Reed, but he had a couple nice clutch catches on third down. He really does play like Tyreek Hill in some ways, not that, you know, not to make a comparison, but he has the skill set of, of that kind of player who's not the biggest player, but he makes contested catches. He's plays much greater than his size and uh, is also super fast. He's got. I never thought speed. about that. Tyreek Hill is also really good at the contested catches, especially he for is. his size. Yeah, I mean, especially deep downfield, he somehow rises up over guys that are much bigger and taller than him and just out physicals them. Jaden Reed has that body type. He's, he's absolutely jacked. I mean, he's he's got so much muscle and he's so tough to, just to get up there and try to, to stop from grabbing that football. So he does a great job at that. Yeah, I think Jaden's going to be much better in probably two years. I think he's going to be, he has the potential to be one of the best receivers in the game. Anyways, Bron, that's enough talk about the offense. I'm sorry, let me just say one more thing about the nature of this team that I think okay. a lot of fans are going to appreciate that I thought of just now and I started to feel pretty hopeful is, and okay. I, I haven't let this set in yet really until now, but thinking about what this team can do this season, like you said, could they win nine games in the first 10 weeks? If they did that, that would be incredible, right? The odds of them winning the Super Bowl, although possible, like you never know, it is very slim just because of how young the team is, right? But then I think about what it would look like to lose in a playoff game or, you know, whatever the case is. And it really is not bad. This, this, there's so much hope. We have no worry. Like every year, and this is not a knock on Aaron Rodgers because we love him, but like you just never know if he's going to retire or you don't know, like they don't, we don't know when they want to move on. And then that finally happened when they did want to move on from him. And then it feels like it's over. But now we've got Jordan Love. And if things go well this year and we lose in the playoffs in our first year with him as the starter, it's like, it's really just like we can do this. Like we can do it for years to come. It's a it's a hope thing as opposed to being like, oh my goodness. Not every playoff loss is so crucial. When we were losing these playoff games with with Aaron at quarterback, it's like, wow, this might be the last chance, the last best chance we had. Now, no, but now we're back to feeling well. There's this always next the year. This is the this beginning. Is just like- so whatever happens these next few years, I mean, we've got opportunities as long as Jordan plays to what we hope he can be. And what we've trained him under Aaron and, and where he's at now, we're hoping he can be the guy for us, right? And now that gives us the opportunity to have multiple years of contention with him. So just the chance at that is hopeful enough for Packers fans. So I think the future in itself is very bright. And that's that's the most exciting thing about this team is we're in a completely different mindset. It is not necessarily Super Bowl or bust this year. It is as an organization and it is from a contention standpoint every year. But right now, we have a future that looks very bright. If we keep things up now, it just it's a promising, promising thing to be a Packers fan right now, the way things are headed. Everyone knows this team is young, and it's very cheap. I mean, compared to other offenses around the NFL, this is the, the lowest paid wide receiving core in the NFL. It's very young, mostly, just a lot of young guys. And eventually, I think that is going to catch up to us. If we play one of these elite teams or if we make it to the playoffs, I think that's going to 
come out and Reward's ugly head. But up until then, we are playing a lot of bad teams who also don't have very much talent on either side of the ball, like the Chicago Bears. And we're playing a lot of those types of teams this season, which means we're going to have a lot of fun this season, I think. Watching the young guys grow, watching them win games, it's going to be a fun season. And then we get to the playoffs, and it's going to feel like, okay, this isn't so bad. I don't mind what happens here. If we run into the Eagles in the first round of the playoffs, who we run into them, it's going to be like, okay, well, this is year one of Jordan Love's career, effectively. It's almost less frustrating watching games than it was with Aaron Rodgers. It's less frustrating because we're not expecting them to score a ton of point, a ton of points. We're not expecting them to score a touchdown on every single drive. When we had Rodgers, every time we punt, it's lack of urgency. It's not. We don't need to urgently get better to try to win a Super Bowl this year. Every incomplete third down with Aaron Rodgers on this team, I was getting up and screaming, and every punt drove me crazy because I wanted to score 50 points every game. Now we don't feel like that. There's no. There's no expectations. The bar hasn't been set. It's less anxiety-inducing watching this team. All right, Griff, let's talk defense because this defense just balled out. I mean, it's exactly what we wanted to see in week one. It's what we've been waiting to see. Just a lot. Again, you're talking about how it's the Bears. That's a good point. But it was a great encouraging start for this defense because it needs to carry a lot of the load in order to kind of win games this year with the offense Possibly not going to, you know, there's going to be, I'm sure, some kinks to iron out, but I'm expecting this defense to have to carry a large portion of, of what we're trying to do, winning football games. And again, super encouraging start. Very. I was very, very encouraged. You have to, of course, acknowledge the fact that the Bears are terrible and suck at playing football. And Justin Fields is also not really good, and their play callers, <laughs> they suck. But the defense, you can only go against what's in front of you, right? And they handled the competition pretty dominantly. They gave up a touchdown, which hurt, because I wanted to go the whole game without the without the Bears scoring a touchdown. But they did score late in the second half. But everything outside of, really, that play, everything outside of that touchdown was really dominant from the defense. The defensive line, to start with, Oh my god, we have so much talent at that position. Remember two years ago when we had Dean Lau restarting and it was Kenny Clark and a bunch of nobodies? That's not the case anymore, folks. We got ourselves some youth on the D-line, some really promising talent, and Carl Brooks and Colby Wooden and Kingsley Anigvari on the edge. He's still in a starting role because Rashawn Gary's on a, on a snap count. And Kingsley Anigvari is a good football player. Preston Smith, always reliable. Lucas Van Ness, the 13th overall pick. He's going to keep getting better with every single snap he plays. The defensive line showed their strength, showed their dominance on Sunday against the Bears and Justin Fields and their terrible offensive line. And I'm excited to see how this progresses throughout the season. I mean, wow. The pressure was unlike anything we've seen. It's probably it like since every the Darius play, left. man. Every play. There was somebody getting after, like, again, that offensive line is a hot bag of Chicago Bears garbage. But it is certainly encouraging when you see your best players, your young players, the veterans, the, new, the rookies, these guys coming together to create a perfect pass rush where every single play, at least one of them, is disrupting what they're trying to do with the line of scrimmage, whether it's in Devontae the game Wyatt, I didn't or in the passing him. game. Say that one more time. I, Griff. I forgot to mention Devontae Wyatt, who had a really good and game. And he might have been the best of all of them. Yeah. Kenny yeah. Clark. He, I mean, he looks like the player we thought he would be last year before the season. 
this is the player. I mean, we remember when we were watching him in training camp in his rookie season. Yeah, that's season. what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, just so good. So good. Extremely explosive. Super fast. And we saw flashes of it last year, but he just exploded onto the scene in week one. This is what we wanted from him. These guys look the part. They look like they, as a group, are going to just be better than your offensive line. Down in and down out. And especially when it matters most on third downs, when they can just pin their ears back and go to town. So I just love it. I love what we did. I love the group we've assembled. And it wasn't any major acquisitions, right? But it was the first round pick. And you have Kenny Clark, who's been there for a long time. And then it's the guys we've grown, the rookies, a couple, you know, here and there, free agent, right? It's it's Justin Hollins even. Like, he makes an impact. These guys are all making an impact. It's going to give us a chance to win every game. The group we've assembled with those front five guys is going to give us a chance to win every game with the rotational pieces we have on every down. So I'm just really excited about where we're at with that part of the defense and and just it's it's a great way to start the season to have that kind of pressure on, on tape. The second thing I wanted to mention was Joe Barry kind of impressing me a little bit. He was running quite a few pass rushing stunts, which is something that I criticized all season long last year, along with his his uh ten yards of cushion on third and long or third and short even. It was it was that and then also the lack of stunts along the defensive line. It's just like something easy, you know, it's gonna generate more pressure when you run stunts. It's just kinda how the league works. It's like play action. Just do this more and you're gonna be have a more successful defense, you know? And That's he wasn't doing point. that yeah. last year. But this year or this week he was. At least once a drive we were running a stunt with the two rookies, Colby Wooden and Carl Brooks. I love those two. I don't know why I think of them as, like, brothers. No comment on that? Who? <laughs> Colby Wooden. And Carl Brooks? Yeah. Why you think of them as brothers? <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. The linebackers had a really solid day. Quay Walker gets a pick six. That was nice. That was a great play by him. We should put him at running back, probably. But, yeah, man, this, this front seven is looking so good. This starting front seven. I don't know how many teams have can boast a better one. Well, how about our secondary, too, Griff? I mean, they played great, too. Darnell had a really good game flying around the field, and it's encouraging because he's our starter, right? Like, after last year where he didn't even barely play, now they're putting him back as the, in that starting role again, and he made a lot of really good plays. He had a, what did he have, a tackle for loss that ended up being, like, minus seven for the Bears? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Which was, a, that's obviously a massive swing to make a play like yeah, that. So flies he, downhill. That, that yeah. was a really pretty play. That this was is the, the player stuff that we drafted. wanted to see from yeah. him. If anybody who listened. Yeah, like we five first years kind of, ago. Yeah, if anybody listened when he, he first got drafted to our show, we were talking about how his sideline to sideline speed and what he can do closer to the line of scrimmage and all that stuff. And then now, because he does have that play style, we saw a lot of what we had talked about previously, saw a lot of that on Sunday, so... Again, super encouraging. These are all positives, positives, positives. Not many negatives to point to, and which is good. You have a game, and you come out, and you're feeling good about everything. Uh, that's a, a positive sign for what's to come. Of course, week to week, this is going to be different, but all you can do is just be proud of the effort and what they did against the Bears team that wanted to beat us really bad, and the process looked good in all phases, all three phases. So... I mean, just great to great to watch that in week one of a team that we there had there's been a lot of uncertainties surrounding us and and how good could we really be 
just felt it felt good to win a game when the uncertainty of us even being in the category of uh, competent was there. So just very exciting stuff. Super fun. You made this point after the game, Bron, but the the physicality of the defense was on display all game on Sunday. And it's, it's a level of physicality that I'm not used to seeing in Green Bay, especially on defense. But just like the way they tackled, I don't even know how to put it into words, but Lucas Van Ness's sack on Justin Fields on the rollout where, you know, that play is drawn, it's drawn up thinking that Fields is easily going to be able to outrun the edge who's unblocked, except Lucas Van Ness is a physical freak and runs after Justin Fields and spins around and throws him on the ground. That was one of the most physical tackles I've seen from a Packer in a long time. And it was like that all day. That's such a good point, Griff. Keyshawn Nixon's, I think it went for negative four yards. It was a bubble screen. He had Claypool blocking him. He just blows it up. And he throws him on the, he throws the Bears receiver or running back on the ground. That's another example of the physicality. Everyone was just playing with that. I want to kill you mentality, it felt like. Rudy Ford, he plays with some real scrap. It wasn't his best game on Sunday by any means, but... He adds starting at safety. I like that. I like the the intensity that Rudy Ford plays with, and it's true along everyone on the defensive line pretty much. Devontae Wyatt, hundred and ten percent on every single play. Doesn't matter where the ball carrier is on the field, he is sprinting after him always. You talk about Rudy Ford, and I think him and Savage is a duo starting for us. That's again not the most talented, right? But like those two complement each other so well based on what they do stylistically. I think they're going to play really well together as a duo, especially if they both are on the field at the same time. So um, love that. And yes, Griff, I remember when we were trying to have a defense, I always talked about when we're trying to win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, you need that defense. And I always pointed out a few teams that just have this certain quality to their defense that we have never had. And that's why we were labeled soft for years and years and years. The quality is just this physicality that it, you're out physicaling teams over and over again. The Steelers have it year after year. The Patriots have it. I'm trying to think of other teams. The Kansas City Chiefs have it, although they're not as always talented. They, these teams have the quality of just they are swarming defenses. They are just so physical. Every tackle they make looks like it hurts bad. And Green Bay was putting—I mean, they just looked so physical. And, and that's the most encouraging thing. It really felt like a different... I've, I've never seen the defense like that in a long time. So it felt very different. The physicality was at one of the highest points. I think we've seen it in Green Bay. So I was really thrilled with that. Again, the, the offense and defense, this sh- it shares the same quality of it looked the part. It really looked the part on both sides of the ball. And then you talk about special teams and what we did. You throw that in there too. So I would say this looks like a team that if not this year, if not next year, it's building something special. The culture is changing a little bit on defense, the offense. They're rallying around Jordan Love, and it's a different group. It's a youth movement. There's so many positives to what we're doing. We just have to keep winning. We're going to keep growing. We're going to keep progressing. But I love what went on on Sunday because there's just nothing but positives to talk about. And... We've got another one here quick. It's it's The weeks go by quick. We just got started, but before we know it, it'll be Thanksgiving, like Griff said, and just super encouraging, and let's go get another one and just start building this thing one week at a time. Like you said, there was nothing but positives, and that is, that's about all we could have asked for coming out of this week one game. 
very inspiring on both sides of the ball, and it's going to be a fun team to root for all season long because I don't know what to expect next. That's still true. Could Jordan Love turn it around and have an MVP season? We'll see, and that's what's going to make this so exciting. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at AllDayPackers. Braun is on Instagram at LambeauLeapers. Uh, follow the show, and also email us. Send us an email at todayinsidletown at gmail.com. You can email us there. Send in your takes. If you think I'm stupid, if you think Braun's stupid, let us know. We'd love to read those live on air. And uh, we're going to have a voicemail. If you remember last season, we did have the voicemails. Uh, we lost that number, unfortunately, but I'm working on getting that back set up so you guys can keep calling in because I think that was a good segment and the fans seem to really enjoy that one. So that's going to be coming soon. But for now, send us an email. We would love to have your takes on the show. That's it for us, though. We can't wait to uh, continue this season. Can't wait for, for more data points on everyone on this roster. But for now, that does it for us. Thank you so much for listening, and go Pack Go. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, go Pack Go.